From the American College of Cardiology, this is Dr. Kim Eagle, ACC.org Editor-in-Chief, with this week's Eagle's Eye View. This is your weekly cardiovascular update from ACC.org. I'm recording this podcast on Tuesday, May 14th, 2019. I've selected three articles to talk about today, each of which illustrates a different fact in our clinical management of patients. One of them is a look at perioperative stroke in patients having surgery and its relationship with atrial fibrillation. Another is looking at kind of a similar paradigm, and that is what is the risk of venous thromboembolism after surgery. And then the final article is a very interesting trial looking at the effects of closure of the arteriovenous fistula in patients who've had a successful kidney transplantation having previously been on dialysis. So let's get started. This first article was published in Stroke. The title is Perioperative Atrial Fibrillation and Risk of Stroke and or Mortality. It's a meta-analysis of all cohort studies that were published between 1966 and 2018 that looked at adjusted relative risks of stroke and mortality for patients who had postoperative AFib versus those who did not. Early stroke and mortality was defined as within 30 days of the index operation and late stroke uh, mortality was after 30 days. This is a huge undertaking. It's an analysis of 35 studies and 2.4 million subjects. So let's look at the relationship of postoperative AFib and early outcomes. Early stroke occurred in 1.9% of patients who had postoperative AFib versus 1.0% of patients without. And when they did further adjustment, the hazard ratio was about one6 If you looked at early mortality, early death occurred in 4.2% of patients with post-op AFib versus 1.9% without, and the hazard ratio again was elevated at about 1.4. Late stroke, that is after 30 days, occurred in 2.4% of patients with post-op AFib versus 0.4% in those without, and the adjusted hazard ratio was about one4 Finally, late mortality occurred in 32.7% of patients with post-op AFib versus 22.4% of patients without, and the hazard ratio was 1.37. Interesting, the risk associated with post-op AFib was much higher for late stroke in patients undergoing non-cardiac surgery rather than cardiac surgery, which would suggest that the early AFib that we see after cardiac surgery is probably less important in terms of predicting future risk of stroke than that seen in patients having non-cardiac procedures. So it's an interesting article, huge analysis, that gives us at least some sense for the relative risks of stroke that are associated with postoperative AFib and patients having non-cardiac surgery. Obviously, then, this begs the question, what do we do? And I think we have to carefully weigh the risks of treatment with anticoagulants versus the benefits to make a decision which is individualized. Let's move on then to the second article, which looks at the risk and risk factors associated with recurrent venous thromboembolism following surgery in patients who had a history of venous thromboembolism. And this comes up quite a bit. A patient with a history of DVT in the past is having non-cardiac surgery. And the question is, okay, what is the risks of recurrent DVT or PE, and what do we do? This was a study using a population-based cohort, patients with prior VTE. They were followed between 1999 and 2010. Patients with surgery 
following a first VTE event were identified. They studied about 2,700 patients. The mean age was 48, 54% were women. There was a history of VTE for a median of 5.7 years in the past. And these patients, a large number, 580, underwent surgery. About 601 total events occurred in these patients. The one-month cumulative incidence of recurrent VTE following surgery was 2.1%. That rose to 3.3% at three months and up to 4.6% at six months. The risk of VTE recurrence at six months ranged from 2.3% to 9.3%, depending on the type of surgery. And factor V Leiden mutation was associated with elevated risk, hazard rate 3.4, as was male sex, hazard rate 2.7. And these were both independent associates with VTE following surgery. So the authors concluded that surgery was associated with a risk of recurrent VTE at one, three, and six months post-op high-risk subjects were particularly seen in cancer-related surgery, major orthopedic, gastrointestinal surgery, and then, as I mentioned, factor V Leiden mutations and or men. So this is an interesting article, and certainly it helps us identify groups of patients for whom the risk of VTE is higher, where we would consider the use of anticoagulation more aggressively versus perhaps some where the risk is lower. It's not clear yet whether testing for thrombophilia before surgery would change management. And again, in the absence of large uh, randomized trials that take us into more precise patient cohorts, we continue to have to wrestle with the clinical benefit versus risk of anticoagulation in patients who we know are at risk for post-op VTE. The last article is absolutely a cute little randomized trial. It was published in Lancet. And it looks at the effects of arteriovenous fistula ligation on cardiac structure and function in kidney transplant recipients. So these investigators looked at 93 patients who were screened, and they found 64 who met the inclusion criteria. That is, they'd had a kidney transplant at least 12 months ago. They had uh, arteriovenous fistula that was active. And they were randomized to either have the fistula ligated or not. They ended up with a total of 54 participants, uh, 27 in each arm. And they studied them using cardiac magnetic resonance imaging, looking particularly at cardiac function, chamber sizes, terminal pro-BNP levels, cardiac output, etc. When they looked at the six-month scan, there was a mean decrease of about 22.1 grams in LV mass in the group that got ligated. And there was actually a slight rise in the group that didn't. There was a significant reduction in end diastolic volume, end systolic volume, cardiac output, cardiac index, atrial volumes, and NT pro BNP levels in the group that had AVF closure. So they concluded that elective ligation of a patent arteriovenous fistula in adults with stable transplant function resulted in a significant reduction in LV myocardial mass. And we also saw in this study changes in chamber sizes and some of the uh, stretch biomarkers that we use, including NT pro BNP. This is potentially an important concept for our practice that a patient who's received a successful renal transplant who has weathered the first year after their surgery, and particularly anybody who has altered LV function anyway, closure of the arteriovenous fistula 
gets rid of that high output additional burden on the heart and potentially improves function. It wouldn't surprise me if over time we see evidence of improved survival as well. Well, I want to thank you for uh, listening to Eagle's Eye View. This is your weekly cardiovascular update from acc.org. We've covered uh, three interesting articles this week. You can find these articles and the journal scans associated with them online. And I hope you have a great week, and I look forward to speaking to you next week. Thank you.